Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is the Wikipedia page for $1 million paranormal challenge part two. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. Everyone, we recorded these in the wrong order, so we had to split a long recording in half, so we had to Frankenstein it together. So now we're actually going into part two of the $1 million paranormal challenge. Not that you would have known that. Nope, you wouldn't have known it, but I have too much anxiety to let it go. Sorry. Challenges. Refusals to be tested. On Larry King Live, March 6, 2001, Larry King asked psychic Sylvia Brown if she would take the challenge, and she agreed. Randy appeared with Brown again on Larry King Live on September 3, 2001, and she again accepted the challenge. However, she refused to be tested, and Randy kept a clock on his website recording the number of weeks that had passed since Brown accepted the challenge without following through. Eventually, the clock was replaced with text saying that over five years had passed. Brown died in 2013. Wow, that is like some pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Petty? Like petty. That's pretty, yeah, that's, that's some pretty petty stuff going on. Scientists are very petty. I don't know if you know this. The scientists are all up on people's things. Like uh, I am actually, a scientist and I am all up on people's things. Anyway, in an appearance on Larry King Live on January 26, 2007, Randy challenged psychic Rosemary Altia to take the $1 million challenge. Oh, this is Rosemary, who previously she was like, the money doesn't even exist. And now he's challenging her. Here we go. On Altia and Randy's June 5th, 2001 meeting on the same show, Altia refused to take the challenge, calling it a trick. Instead, Altia in part replied, I agree with what he says that there are many, many people who claim to be spiritual mediums. They claim to talk to the dead. There are many people, we all know this, there are cheats and charlatans everywhere. 
Randy's response was to suggest that Altia was also one of the cheats and charlatans. Boom! <laughs> right at her. Way to go, Randy. This guy's yeah, great. Yeah, wow, Randy. <laughs> he put a clock up there and called her cheating charlatan to her face. <laughs> He's great. In an appearance on ITV's This Morning on September 27th, 2011, magician Paul Zenon challenged Welsh psychic Lee Catherine, a.k.a. Lee Catherine Solway, to take the $1 million challenge, and she accepted. Philip Schofield, a This Morning host, stated that the program would pay for her flights to the U.S. to be tested. Solway subsequently backed out of the challenge, claiming it was dodgy and set up to make it impossible to pass. Rejected Applicants Randy rejected an application from Rico Kaladzi, a breatharian who claimed to have survived without food since 1998. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In 2006, Randy agreed to test Kaladzi's claims, but the two parties were unable to agree on the venue and method of the test. So, a breatharian is a person who claims to uh, live without consuming food. So, anyway, there you go. Yep. And Wikipedia is saying it also includes water sometimes and is a pseudoscience. So, uh, if you're out there, don't try it. Members of a group from Bali referring to themselves as Yellow Bamboo claimed one of their number, Pak Nyomin Saranjin, could knock down an attacker at a distance using only a piece of yellow bamboo. Video clips on their website showed a crowd of students running at Saranjin and falling to the ground when, or in some cases slightly before, Saranjin extended his hand and shouted, the JREF arranged volunteers to carry out a preliminary investigation, but after the Yellow Bamboo group, quote, threw every sort of obstacle in the way of that plan, Randy announced that he was terminating further involvement with them. A local volunteer contacted Randy offering to investigate the group unofficially. A low-resolution video showed the investigator being knocked to the ground during a preliminary <laughs> test. The JREF pointed out that the test was not conducted according to the proposed protocol, with multiple flaws in the execution, including being carried out at night. Upon viewing a set of still shots from the incident, several people experienced with stun guns suggested that an electroshock weapon could have been used. Tests at the Amazing Meeting In July 2009, Danish psychic dowser Connie Sun was given the chance to prove her dowsing ability. She was asked to douse some randomly selected cards hidden in envelopes and lost the challenge by selecting other incorrect ones. In an interview with Mark Edward afterwards, she insisted that she lost merely because, quote, it wasn't time yet for my powers to be revealed, unquote. In... July 2014, Chinese salesman Fei Wang was tested in front of an audience of 600 at the conclusion of The Amazing Meeting in Las Vegas. Wang said that from his right hand, he could transmit a mysterious force a distance of 91 centimeters, 3 feet, 
unhindered by wood, metal, plastic, or cardboard. The energy, he said, could be felt by others as heat, pressure, magnetism, or simply an indescribable change. A total of nine people were selected by Wang as subjects who would be able to determine whether they were receiving the force from his hand. On stage, Wang and a control person were behind a curtain, hmm, very Wizard of Oz, and the subjects were in front of the curtain with eyes and ears covered so as not to be able to deduce who was behind the curtain. A colored ball was chosen randomly to determine whether Wang or the control person would go first. And in that order, they tried to transmit the energy onto the subject's hand, hidden from their view inside a cardboard box. The subject then stated whether she had felt any energy and whether it came from the first or second person. Wang needed to be the person selected by at least eight of the nine subjects in order to win the million dollars. After both of the first two subjects failed to choose Wang, the challenge was over. Wang stated that he would try again the next year, saying, This energy is mysterious. Tech journalist Lee Hutchinson approached the JREF after writing an article for Ars Technica about directional Ethernet cables that claim to keep your audio signal completely free of electromagnetic interference. At the 2015 Amazing Meeting, the MDC set up a controlled double-blind demonstration with volunteers listening to two identical recordings with a randomly selected Ethernet cable, a normal one or the cable claiming to improve the listening experience. After seven volunteers, one hit, one miss, and five hearing no difference, the demonstration was ended as they were unable to select the enhanced cable over the common cable enough times to satisfy testing protocols. Okay, so you know things about computers. Is it possible for a better quality Ethernet cable to transmit better audio? Is it possible for a better quality Ethernet cable to transmit better audio? Well, I think that's if, kind of what they're getting at here. Well, I think... If they're saying that the Ethernet cable was transmitting data and then that data was being changed from audio into data and then back into audio again, then then obviously if one transfers data better, then that's something. But if they're saying it's transmitting audio, like it's an audio signal, then that's another thing, which I don't really know anything about audio signals, so whatever. (laughs) I'm out. Inclusive. Uh, Anyway, I don't even know why it ended with that, because what does that have to do with the paranormal ability <laughs> to do an Ethernet cable text test at the end of the... What is going on? Because I that? think... Because, like, they're talking about electroma- electromagnetic interference, and I feel like that plays into the paranormal activity Oh, they're just somehow. saying that there was no ec- electromagnetic interference in the first place. It doesn't do anything, maybe. But specifically directional Ethernet cables. So I don't I don't know. I feel like this is getting into some delusions that are too complicated for our non-delusional mindsets to understand. This has been the Wikipedia page for One Million Dollar Paranormal Challenge Part Two. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at Wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. If you have a page you'd like us to read, please let us know. 